Welcome to the podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherborne. No matter who you are, who you love, we welcome you into our community of religious seekers. Please join us for our Sunday worship services each week at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found on our website at uuac.org or visit our Facebook page at Sherborne Unitarian Universalist. Enjoy the sermon. Today's reading is Einstein on Time by Ken Nye. Someone told me once that Einstein thought time is a variable. That is to say that time is not a constant. Are you following this? I think Einstein was right. When I was a child, a year was a year. Now, a year is a week. When I was a child, a week was a whole bunch of days of limitless possibilities so numerous that I planned ahead only as far as the afternoon. Now, a week is a few meetings, interspersed with frenetic activity, that I have apparently convinced myself is important. Never mind enjoying the moment, never mind stopping to smell the roses. Yesterday, a lifetime was forever, immeasurable like a light year. But today, swirling in a mix of tomorrows and yesterdays, A light year is comprehensible, measurable, and finite. But let's not talk cosmic stuff. Let's not throw in big words to impress. If Einstein was, and I think he was right, where is the throttle? How do I slow this thing down? Thank you. Good morning. I am Sage LaFleur. I'm a member of the senior youth group and also a senior at Natick High School. So, who here has felt uncertain about something? Me too. (laughs) I'm always being asked, what's next? Where are you going to college? What are you going to do with your life? I don't know. I have a few ideas, but all these questions are so scary and they just make me want to curl into a ball and not think about anything ever again. Unfortunately, this is not an option. The world keeps turning, Life goes on, and I'm still not certain about anything in my future. So maybe looking at the past will help. What have I been certain about before? Um, There have been a lot of changes in my life, and it definitely seems as though there's more change than not. When I was standing here before you last, it was three years ago giving you my credo as an eighth, ninth grader. I remember being certain about a few things then. Let's start there. I talked to my credo about the first principle of Unitarian Universalism and how every living creature has an inherent worth and dignity. I was very certain about this. I was a strong believer in seeing the good in everyone, even in the people I don't like. I was a steadfast lover of stories, people, books, games, you name it, and I was there and emotionally invested, oh boy. I was interested in my personal style and tried to cultivate a very Dara, can you change the slide? A very particular look. I was a very silly person, and I loved jokes of all kinds. Dad jokes, bad jokes, sad jokes, really anything you could think of. I identified as transgender and went by the name Ray. I tried to avoid everything feminine. I also had very few friends and much less confidence in myself. Since then, There have been a lot of tough spots and changes. 
sometimes make me question some of these integral parts of myself. I was cheated on, um, and that made it very easy to lose sight of some people's goodness. Uh, I often forgot to read, got caught up in the endless social media scrolling. I realized that I wasn't finding good, feeling good or finding joy in what I was wearing, finally, and started developing a new and hopefully improved fashion sense. That's better. <laughs> I talked to my credo about the first principle of Unitarian Universalism. And wait, did I print that one again? I did. My humor has shifted countless times. I learned to embrace my feminine slide and even detransitioned back to female in the past few years. I made some really amazing friends and lost some, as you do. I'm generally much more confident now and definitely would not identify as the same person I was three years ago. Despite all these uncertainties and changes, though, a lot of things that were true back then still are, even if they're slightly different. Although I struggle sometimes with a few people, I'm trying to learn to balance my personal feelings with my general love for humanity that it is still strong. I create more stories now instead of just reading them, both writing them and telling them in The Sims. My fashion choices have come a long way, um, but I do still try to be a little bit unique in what I wear instead of just blindly following the trends. My humor has both evolved and devolved, and I'm not sure exactly which one is which, but people laugh at my jokes sometimes, and that's enough. <laughs> I've learned to let there be a balance of both masculine and feminine energies within me, and though I do now identify as female, I hold tenderness towards Ray and all he learned. I still struggle to make new friends or have confidence in new situations, but I've built up a really good support system to hold me up when I'm feeling scared. Laying it all out like this, I can see now that even with all that's changed, there's still a lot that has really stayed constant throughout everything, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I couldn't imagine waking up one morning and deciding that all people are bad and evil, or even some people are like a group of people. I've had a lot of unpleasant experiences over these three years, and I think if these few things that can stay constant through all of that, then I probably don't have to worry about it changing all that much in the future either. Of course, this doesn't solve my problems of what I'm doing in five years next year, or heck, even next month. But I do know that even with all of this future uncertainty and change, I can still hold on to a few more aspects of myself. Sure, they've evolved before and definitely will do so again, but even with the new a new coat of paint, my essence will remain the same. I will always be the girl who likes stories, style, style and silliness. My friends might be different in a few years, but I know I will always have some. I don't know exactly what is coming next, but I do know who is me. Gotta move the stool. Hi, everybody. Uh, for those I haven't met, my name's India Wood. I'm the youth group leader, and I also am typically up where Dara is in my high tower as the tech wizard. Today I'm here in front of you all. Um, so today's uh, homily is a little experimental. Uh, I brought my own slide clicker um, so that Dara gets some respite because I put in a lot of slides. I love slides. Um, there's also going to be a small dance party, so be prepared. 
Four years ago, I was brand new to UAC. I was fresh out of college, working 50-hour work weeks, and honestly, I had no idea where Sherborne was. When Reverend Heather first emailed me about this job opening, I said, too bad I'm not 25, because the job was supposed to be age-restricted. Uh, and as you can see here, the, the email that we found, we, we dug it up. Um, That's exactly what I said. I was like, oh, too bad, I can't do this job. And she was like, no, seriously, though. Um, and she made an exception for me, uh, and now we're here, because Reverend Heather was very persistent. Today I'm finally 25, and therefore qualified to be doing this job. <laughs> very exciting. Uh, and I have driven back and forth between Sherborne and Somerville probably over 400 times. And weirdly enough, I still use a GPS to get here, <laughs> which is like... Uh, and it has been almost a decade since I gave my senior statement at my very own UU Youth Service when I was in high school. Some things have changed over the years, but alas, many things have indeed stayed the same. I'm still a UU, yes, but I had no idea 10 years ago, or even four years ago, that this year I would be accepting a spot at Boston University for their seminary program starting in fall of 2023. <laughs> High School India had no idea what job she would have in her future. But if you had told her that she would, have, she would become a youth group leader at a UU church and a middle and high school health teacher, she would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> in fact, 17-year-old India must have been on to something, because in my senior statement at my youth service, I talked all about rock climbing, a hobby that at the time I hadn't done since I was like nine years old. But now I go rock climbing three times a week. I was predicting the future. So in the words of Corinne Bailey Ray in her early 2000s classic hit, Put Your Records On, the more things seem to change, the more they stay the same. Dance. This is the dance party part. Okay, it's over. <laughs> In my other job as a health educator for middle and high school students, I would say that at least 50% of my work is trying to teach young people how to surrender to the unknown. Of course, the other 50% is probably some combination of explaining what puberty is, assuring them that their body is normal, and fielding some highly specific questions that you cannot make up. For your context, I have been teaching health and sexuality education in some capacity ever since, again, I was 17, starting as a peer educator with Planned Parenthood. Some things change, and some things stay the same. Through this work, I have realized that so much of health and sexuality education is helping young people try to understand what might be in store for them as they grow and develop. Who will they become, and what identities might they try on along the way? What will puberty be like? Will they date? Who will they date? Will they fall in love? Will they get their heart broken? Will they fall in love again anyway? Because, hmm. Will they have sex? Will it be wonderful? Will it be painful? What even is a healthy relationship? Can they trust their friends, their parents, their communities to hold them and support them as they figure this all out?
In keeping with the tried and true practice that the OWL, or Our Whole Lives curriculum, taught me, I keep a question box for my students to ask me anything at the end of class anonymously. At the beginning of the next class, I answer what was asked in the most honest, age-appropriate, and factual manner possible. This, of course, is where I find all the absurd questions that I need to gracefully field, such as, Will you select the slide, Derek? Thank you. There we go. Can you make cheese out of human milk? It's a great question. Uh, <laughs> Google informed me the answer is yes. But with the more serious questions come the education on surrender and uncertainty. Many of the questions are about identity and acceptance. This one says, is it okay to not know where you fall on the sexuality spectrum? This one says, I don't know if I'm bi or not. This one says, I'm okay with the gender identity stuff, but what if our parents don't let us be who we wanna be? This next one similarly says, what can you do if you're scared your parents will not accept you if you tell them your sexuality? Is it okay not to be sure about your sexuality? Often, we are not sure of our own preferences, sexualities, identities, whether we are kids, teens, or grown-ups. We are still learning about ourselves. We are never quite sure. We are always changing. Many of the questions I get are also about love. This one asks, what should you do if you love someone, but you know it's an unhealthy relationship, but you can't bring yourself to break up with them? This next one asks, what is the feeling of being in love? This one's a favorite of mine. Some of the questions are just plain beautiful, heartbreaking, or both all at once. This one asks, is it fine to be scared to have sex? Why do some people sometimes get depressed and want to kill themselves? A seventh grader asked me this question. This one asks, what do you do if someone is being homophobic? And this final one. Daryl, will you select the slide? Oh, wait. Oh, beautiful, thank you. This one asks, is it okay to get an STD? So many of these questions spoke directly to my middle and high school soul. All so different and so curious, but usually asking the same kind of question. Am I normal? Am I lovable? Am I whole? Will this whole growing up thing go well for me? In many ways, the question box is an ode to all that is yet to be figured out, not only as a teen, but in many instances, people of all ages. I often find myself trying to reassure them, trying to come up with complete and concise answers to existentially fraught and philosophically nuanced questions. Questions that humanity has grappled with for generations, these tweens and teens are just casually throwing my way. What is the feeling of being in love? Why do people become depressed? How do I let someone go if I love them? How do I deal with hateful speech and ignorance? Often I find myself telling my students that I do not know. I don't know. 
I say, I'm not an expert, I'm not a philosopher, not a biologist, not a saint or a prophet. I'm just a person. A person who does not know, but is here to help. A person who has loved, who has felt grief. A person who is changing every day, just like them. And friends, I wish I could tell you that my students hear this and say, oh, it's so simple. The key is to surrender to uncertainty. Thanks, Ms. Wood. Alas, for most of us, young and old, we fight change and uncertainty at every corner. We cling to stability and comfort. We numb ourselves to the anxiety of the in-between by scrolling and pacing and avoiding. And for good reason. I have no idea how I would have gotten through the pandemic without watching nine seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Shout out to Reverend Heather, who recommended the show to me. I will never forgive you. <laughs> Why should I expect my students to do anything more than cope in times of such stress and constant uncertainty? But as I stand in front of my students each day with a new crop of existentially loaded questions in my hand, I remember that these questions are not new. These struggles to find peace amidst chaos have been with us since the beginning of human history. We are no strangers to turbulence. Millions of people before my students have gone through puberty, have fallen in love, have made some good and some not so good decisions, and the world has continued to spin. All I can do for them is show them love, compassion, and honesty. All we can do for each other is sh show each other love, compassion, and honesty. And all I can do for myself is show myself love, compassion, and honesty. And often that means admitting, I don't know. And in time, the answers will appear. And we will always be surprised by just how familiar they look. The more things seem to change, the more they stay the same. May it be so, and amen. Thank you all so much for being here today uh, to support our incredible young people. Uh, thank you, Senior Youth Group, for making me a really proud mama and for making this all happen and being such a special and sweet community to be part of. <laughs>